Welcome back. We hope you had an epic weekend. How good was that acoustic performance by In Hearts Wake on Sunday? What a set. We've got a different kind of episode for you all today. For this one, we're chatting with Luke Logeman and Rhett and Aidan McLaren. Now, these names might not be as familiar as the bands that play at Unify Gathering, but these are some of the team behind the festival. We'll chat about the founding of Unify Gathering and the stories from behind the scenes moments from the festival and get excited for what's ahead. As well as this, we asked you what your favourite Unify ride is earlier in the week, so find out the answers to that later in the episode. Enjoy, legends. Their names are Luke, Aiden, and Rhett. They don't play guitar or drums or scream in any of the bands that you would have seen at Unify, but they were at every Unify. These are the gentlemen that make Unify happen. Luke, I'm going to throw to you first, and then we'll go around the room and everyone can introduce themselves. Luke, you're up. Hey, uh, good to be here, man. Thanks for doing this for us. Uh, we're, we're, we're pretty stoked on all of this, and hopefully this can make up for, uh, for a lost weekend for everyone. Um, but yeah, hey, I'm Luke Logerman. Uh, I, I book Unify, so I, I program all the artists and stuff with my good friend Dan Nascimento. Um, and I guess like a, a lot of the marketing and sort of visionary stuff behind the 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 the, the concept is is what I'll be after. Um, I also uh, run a record label called UNFD, um, where I've I've worked at Unified for about fifteen years. So we just sort of try and bring a lot of that energy and a lot of what we know about this scene and 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 sort of bring it to a festival, which is cool. Um, and then over here we have Aiden and Rhett. You'll see these guys up on stage. Uh, I've got stage fright, so I never jump up there and get on the mic to say anything anymore. They do all the talking, but sometimes I'll stand behind them and try and look not anxious. Um, but guys, how you doing? Good, very good. Yeah, doing well. It's a different, definitely a different summer. It's um, yeah, we we run a few different events, but this is obviously one of the most amazing events um, around, and uh, it's uh. It's been a different summer, but one thing that's the same is looking out the window because we're actually down here where the festival takes place and looking out the window and right on cue, a storm is pretty much rolling in <laughs> and the rain is starting, even though it's been sunny for the whole, you know, the weeks leading up. So, um, we're, yeah, I mean, Rhett and I, yeah, we love working, you know, on this event. It's so incredible. And I guess we do a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, which is often why you might see us up on stage announcing, you know, this has to happen now because there's a massive storm coming or um, please look after your friends because this is going on. And yeah, we do a lot of logistics, basically making the, making the event happen, making it safe and making it an awesome playground for, you know, all of, all of the heavy lovers in Australia. Were you all there for the first Unify discussion or meeting? Yeah, pretty much. It was, uh, I basically walked into Jadden, um, Jadden Comerford who works on Unify with us as well. And, walked into his office one day and was like, hey, Rhett and I have got this great idea. And he's like, well, I actually want to talk to you about this idea that we've had. And it was literally the same idea because we'd, Rhett and I have been running various festivals and camping festivals um, and had always, yeah, had this idea of like a heavy, a heavy event and Luke and Janet had the exact same idea. So it was literally one of those moments in time where it was just like, wow, like this is clearly a sign that we should explore this idea further and then came, you know, a year of actually trying to find anyone who was willing to host a bunch of heavy people yeah. camping. So that was, uh, that was a bit more challenging than the initial idea. Stay there, gentlemen. We'll play some songs, 
Come back to you and talk more about Unify. For this week, we thought we'd play some of our favourite songs by artists who've played Unify. So here's Soak Me in Bleach by The Amity Affliction. Enjoy.
So, Luke, can you tell us why you decided on those grounds to host Unify? Yeah. So, I mean, the reason that we wanted to do it was straight up because there was just so many Australian bands that were coming through that were killing it and there was no festivals for them to play. Um, meanwhile, I'd go over to every summer um, over to the European festival you know, season and go and see all these great camping festivals. And some of them were only like, you know, five, six, 6,000 people and they're still friggin' awesome. So um, we just wanted to find something that was basically had really beautiful scenery, um, something that really showed like a very Australian kind of look and we wanted to put something there. Now, the first year, we were kind of wondering if we were just going to do this one time though. It was just like, we can put this together, like look at the talent we have now. There's like Amity, North Lane, In Hearts Wake, like, you know, um, Diet is Murder, you know, we got break even back together. We just we just wanted to do one big party, but when it worked out way better than we thought it would, that's when we decided we were going to do a bit more long-term. Can you remember why you chose those bands? Yeah, well, look, to, at the time I was managing, you know, Deez Nuts, uh, North Lane, In Hearts Wake, uh, and then the, the company was managing the Amity Affliction and, a couple of other bands on the, on the, on the festival. So there was kind of just that, that, that want to actually have the bands that we're directly working with have somewhere to play as much as there was like bands from the entire scene. Um, and so, yeah, that it, it kind of wrote itself though. You know what I mean? Like it was either going to be Parkway or Amity Parkway were already overseas somewhere. So we chose Amity and then we just built a lineup from there. Don't go anywhere, gentlemen. We'll get some music on and we'll come back and we'll talk more about Unify. This one is Vagabond by Polaris. Go watch their new epic music video too.
how would you describe the people that come to Unify? I'll take this one. <laughs> they, you know what? It, what's kind of awesome about it is a lot of the time I, I meet these kids and they just remind me of me when I was 21, 22, you know, that kind of age. I was a little ragamuffin that I, I love to have a drink and I, I love to watch bands and mosh and just do anything silly. And so uh, really appreciate them. They're definitely not the cool kids, but to me, they're the coolest kids they could possibly be because they're heavy music kids, they're lifers, they look after each other and they're all weird as fuck, which is, which is what makes it so entertaining being there. I remember actually... Because I asked you, Harvey, who was doing Short Fast Out at the time, I was like, hey, would you want to do an exclusive announce? And at the time, I wasn't even sure if he, if, if that's the right thing to do. And he was like, this sounds incredible. And I remember specifically because he did the exclusive announce on radio and then you're kind of looking around on socials and stuff. And straight away, it was just people were in. People were just like, that is the coolest idea ever. We want to see these bands. We want to see them play at night at a festival. We want to be out of camp. So it was very instant. When you're there, do you get an opportunity to watch the bands? I think all of us have a thing where we try and watch every band. Um, I, you know, I never watch a full set unless it's like really late at night because that's when you kind of switched off everything else. But I don't know about you guys. I always just, it's at least one or two songs from every single band and usually out from the crowd as well. This is Rhett speaking. Yeah. Um, definitely enjoy like my world is backstage and behind the scenes and operations side of the festival and delivering it from a logistics and um, technical side. So I, I love it where it does get to that late night sort of dusk period. Everyone's in, everyone's camped, they're settled, they've got their first four beers in them and, <laughs> and that's about the time I get to go out and actually say hi to the audience and, and start to sort of go and meet the fans and they're all in a really up and about mood. And, um, yeah, just I wanted to jump back and just talk, you asked the question about, like, the audience and what they're like and I work on a bunch of different festivals in a bunch of different genres and all my staff and bar staff and and ticketing staff do as well and they just have absolutely glowing like response to this audience they're just passionate fun loving they go hard and that's what it's all about when we create these spaces these safe spaces for people to explore themselves and have a good time and um, yeah, I just wanted to make that point that the audience is one of the best festival audiences I've ever worked with and it just energises me to do more festivals like this. Yeah, and yeah. To, I was just going to say to add your question before, did the community embrace it? And I think like Luke answered really well, the heavy music community obviously embraced it massively. And, um, and But the flip on that is like, to find a place to host it was really hard. Like we went to a bunch of places and people were like, yeah, we're into the idea until it was like, Oh, that's the music. No, sorry, we, you, we can you can no longer host it here. And so, when the Tarwin community, like when we and we had personal connections there from way back, you know, with the footy club and with the you know friends who have lived there and and we live close to there. But basically, they gave us one chance, and they were like, "Look, we'll give you a chance." And we sort of we didn't sort of we vouched. We said, "Look, this is the audience. Trust us." they're amazing like they're whilst they might you know have tattoos on their faces and wearing whatever and going crazy and because you know they've seen wall of death videos and they're used to you know a country tranquil little town and the reality is like the committee meetings and things of all the stakeholders we've got people of men's sheds and the ladies rotary club and 80 year old people in the crowd you know put their hand up going so are they going to destroy our homes like literally and then at the end of the festival, we have our, the first year, we have our debrief meeting and literally people couldn't be more thankful at this, how respectful and 
and friendly and, and community-minded the audience were. And, and like this old lady um, who'd been a little bit sceptical in the lead-up literally puts her hands up and stands up in the meeting and she's like, you know, I was, uh, I was, I was so worried about what was going to happen and they looked pretty strange, but I've never heard so many pleases and thank yous in my whole life. And it was just this <laughs> funny, like, moment. And then it was... You know, there was one sort of period where we considered moving it and they were like, no, it has to stay. Even when we moved to the new site, like it was like, as long as we can still be involved. And so I guess that just says a lot about the crowd that come, you know? Yeah, be, I, that's a good point. And a big part of it is the community and it's what's created. And, and as an organiser, that's the fun of creating this thing that sort of evolves itself a little bit. But a big part of it is the the road trips and sort of, and the friends, when I do finally get out and walk the crowds and start sort of seeing people in the campsite and stuff, it's about they've met a friend two years before and every unifier they finally catch up with their mate in the scene. Like they both both share a band that they like or something and they've met. One might be from Perth, one's from Brisbane or a whole crew has moved on from Perth. They've all got T-shirts made for the weekend and then they've <laughs> like all driven over together. So I think that's... And that's the beauty of a camping festival where you actually get time to meet someone and the welcoming. And we hear it time and time again from the audience. Like I was stumbling past this tent and then they offered, they invited me in because it was raining and then I was stuck under a tent and got chatting to this mate. And now we see each other every, every year or we chat online and go to gigs together. And it's that, that is just like so incredibly heartwarming for me as an organiser to see that that's just organically developed. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's one to say um, that that's actually been, that's been part of the ethic, I guess, from the start. And that's why we always had the one stage is that the idea was that like sometimes those moments, it's the half an hour between bands where people make the most long lasting friendships and the things that matter, you know, because maybe you find someone that wants to go to the taco truck or the, the vegan toaster place or whatever it is. It's like that kind of thing. Now we are, this is, this is kind of breaking news, but we are going to break that. We're adding a second stage. Um, when we do do the festival next year, we're going to have an, like, you know, we got the inspiration from last year where we had to move a whole bunch of bands indoors because of the storm. Uh, but, you know, we're going to have a second stage that programs maybe some, some different kind of stuff um, just so that people have a, a few more options there. But having said that, we still find that people, we still hope that people find the time to, to, you know, get together and have a chat in between all the washing. Here's another new one from North Lane. Love this one. It's called Clockwork. Let's go. I'm running out of
best costumes you've seen at Unify? It's pretty oh, hard. There's so many. Like, it's the most diverse range of costumes and inspirations. And um, I guess there are a couple, like, the. I think early on there was, like, the Power Rangers. Like, in terms of, like, who sort of set the tone early, like, that that would probably be there. It was not really a costume, but, like, the free mosh hugs. Like, that It just, again, was where these things evolve, which are just amazing and become, you know, almost unified legacy, but it's been created by the audience. And, um, I mean, there's so many amazing costumes. The, nuns, the, the nuns, and, things. nuns and priests are always really funny. And then <laughs> yeah. also I love, when, I love whenever there's a huge circle pit and, like, people get in the middle and just start playing Uno. Every time that happens, I piss myself laughing. I've never been able to get a really good photo of it, though, because I'm usually in the crowd watching. And so I'm always, like, trying to jump in there and get a shot. I never quite get it. But I love that. It would be remiss to not discuss the performances at Unify. Do you all have a favourite? Yeah, I'll um, I'll start with a couple of runners up for me. Um, because we already knew. We, yeah, your honourable mentions for me. I thought in 2015, Northlane set with with Marcus was his first show in Australia. I thought that was that was a really really special moment. And again in 2017, seeing them close the stage, I think they really crushed it there. Um, Alexis on Fire meant a lot to me just because it's a band I kind of grew up on and, and um, loved the way they performed and the energy they put in. And then the other big one is just Kubla Khan from this year, or last year, sorry. It was so fucking tough and so sick, but then just still so positive. And uh, I didn't know kind of what to expect because I'd listened to them a lot and hadn't seen them, but they really blew me away. But look, number one for me is actually a back-to-back. It was Hands Like Houses and Hellions in 2018. Just back-to-back sets that just like were all my friends because, you know, there's people we all have so many like close friends together. Just seeing people with like wet eyes after both sets, particularly Hellions, and just seeing people being like, holy shit, I never thought that that would happen. And so stuff like that really, um, really blows my mind as well. But you guys? Yeah, for me, it was, um, it's a pretty obvious one, I think, but Architects in 2018 was just... Oh, yeah. 
it's one of the most incredible live shows I've ever seen in my entire life. And it, I mean, there was obviously so much surrounding it and it was an exclusive show, but it was also like the, the rain and it was so, just like, it was a moment. It felt like a moment in time. And um, yeah, that, that I just sort of stood there with, you know, goosebumps <laughs> in an Ukraine. It, 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 whilst there's an, an incredibly heavy set and people going crazy and still having these goosebumps was just such a bizarre amazing moment and there's some photos that capture the rain and the lights and everything that just bring you back and then yeah and then following on from that was parkway which was just like also just yeah it was that was probably my favorite few hours of um yeah <laughs> exactly it was the next level yeah yeah and um not and i've had a couple but i could be brief but the first one that came to mind was i i'm not that close to the scene or at least the up and coming artist and then i managed to finish my work and got out the front for turnstiles set it was the first set they played at unify a few years ago and halfway through the set someone rolled out a twister mat <laughs> and i managed to get my foot on red and then get elbowed in the face so that was <laughs> definitely a highlight for me and then the other one i guess from an operations sort of side was the thy art set where they lit a bible or the, he threw a bible in on stage and he picked it up and then threw it back into the crowd and then all of a sudden the Bible came out of the crowd on fire <laughs> and got thrown around on the mosh and just watched this flaming Bible bounce around on the set, on the crowd. And me and the site manager had a fire extinguisher on standby and all I could see was the headlines in the local paper the next week. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, that didn't happen and uh, it all slid through well. But then it went from Thy Art to Soho to Alexis on Fire back to back. Yeah. And I think that's just... And stand out like just crazy night of music, really. Here's a handful of fun facts about Unify to show how important it is. When Thyata's Murder played a few years back, it was CJ's first gig with the band since rejoining. I think Polaris debuted Lucid at Unify. Architects debuted Doomsday. Melbourne band The Gloom in the Corner, the singer and bassist, met at Unify. Now I want to talk about Unify... 2022 what can you tell us yeah a few things i can tell you right so for one um we're actually going to go not with the second weekend of january but the third one um which i think ends up being the, the 21st the 23rd the reason is because we've just decided this weekend's cursed like there's 60 kilometer winds happening there right now there's 69 kilometer winds last year we're done with it uh partly also because it was sick having a good christmas this year right guys yeah. <laughs> uh but look we um Look, we're just going to push ahead with booking an Australian lineup. We actually booked a lineup that we were hoping to run out this year, but uh, most of the bands are just going to carry over to the year after, which is really cool. And really, our goal is to have a bit of a who's who of heavy music um, and, and Australian heavy music, and 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 get all of, all of the bands that have meant a lot to the festival and try and bring them all together. Um, then you know we. I guess like in terms of stuff that we planned, I already mentioned like the second stage, um, you know, we, we're going to try and have the bands finish on, on, right on at midnight because I know it's been a bit of an issue where people run out of energy if we have our headliners run too late. Personally, I think that you, you're all complaining a bit too much, but it's so cool. We'll, we'll listen. We'll listen to our audience on that one. Um, and I can also confirm we're going to have really good weather next year. We've already planned it all out 100%. Um, there's not going to be a storm. That's me touching wood. <laughs> Did I miss anything else that I can tell the guys? Guys, no, probably. Well, 
not confirmed. There's a good chance that we will announce earlier than usual as well. Is yeah. another thing, um, just so everyone can get excited. You know, having had a year off, I know we're missing it, and a lot of other people are. So the longer that people have to look forward to it, I think, I think the better. So that's um, probably one other thing. I have a trivia question for you. What do you reckon the population of Tarlan Lower is? Uh, I'm going to say uh, three thousand. Three hundred and fifty-eight people. <laughs> Um, and think about how incredible it is that we, we've had we've had up to about eight and a half thousand, nine thousand people there for the last like four years, and, um, and and the fact that that town sort of accommodates all of those people. We just want to give one last shout out to them. I was actually going to go on a on a little holiday down there with Jaden to meet up with these two and go to the Talanoa pub and have a beer uh, today, but um, the accommodations booked out everywhere. The closest accommodation was like 150 kilometers away or something. So I hope they're all having a great time. I hope they're all making a lot of money. And after a quiet year that, that the community's bouncing back and we can't wait to, to be out there and, 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 and doing all that with you guys again next year. Where's the best place to follow the updates? Just keep across the socials is the best. We'll, we'll, we'll throw up updates there about, about everything. So Facebook event pages is probably the, it's the easiest way for us to deliver the most accurate information and keep you guys up to date. Yeah. So yeah, just yeah. get on the event pages. And just quick final shout out, like there's, we're three of, I think we worked out there was something like 1200 staff meals at the last Unify, like across the weekend. So there's so many people who are involved in our team who make it possible and who have been involved from the very start. So I want to give a massive shout out to them, but also as you know, we've sort of talked about what made Unify, Unify is the audience and what they've brought to yeah. it. It's a huge thanks to every single person who's ever been or who's ever supported in any way, whether it's artists, staff or, or punters, because or yeah, media. or media, everyone, like it, it just feels like it's such a unique, it's one of a kind and we really hope it can last for as long as possible and just, Thanks to everyone who's ever been a part of it and making it what it is. It's it's everyone else's festival. We're just lucky enough to get to work on it a little bit. And we will be back. Thanks for tuning in, Legend. What a great bunch of people. Unify is coming back soon, and I know that Luke, Rhett, Naden, plus the entire Unify team cannot wait to be back in Tarwin Lower. Stay tuned for more news on that soon. Anyway, back to business. What's your favourite ride at Unify? There were some classic responses to this question, so if you want to laugh, head to our socials. Some of our favourites were the walk back to camp after you've consumed a zillion beers. I guess that's technically a ride. The claw and the dodgem cars. How good. If you've got any suggestions for future rides, let us know. We'd love to hear them. That's all for this week. We've got more episodes coming for you soon, plus our final Sunday sessions set this Sunday as well. Don't forget to subscribe and have a bloody brilliant Thursday, legends.